Did you know that you, every time you eat a hot dog? We don't care. We don't care. Did you tell him this? I, I sent it to him. And that was so funny. She was one of the people that sent it to me. <laughs> I sent it to him, like, right when I got it. Did we, you know, our literal response is like, don't care. If you eat about 200 hot dogs, it takes off a year off your life. Let's well, prove that. I already have a, I, I, a year off my life then. I've definitely eaten 200 hot dogs. Ew. But uh, what did Kevin say last? Her who said it last night? and J. If you eat peanut butter and jelly, it adds to your 45 life. Forty-five minutes to your it life. What? So if this you eat make one PB and J for every hot dog, you're it, gaining. You're gaining life. So I'll just keep up on my PB and J, and I will not concern myself with my hot dog intake. <laughs> and anyone who has a problem with that can get. I over feel like themselves. it's really nonsense. Anyway, really welcome to the Noah's Love podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did we start? Welcome to the No Sub Podcast. I'm Father Michael. And I'm Molly. And we have a special guest today. What's your name? Special guest. <laughs> I'm Lillian. Hi, Lillian. Hi. Welcome. So, Lillian, how do I know you? How, or how do you know us? <laughs> Why are you here? Because Molly made me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Pretty much the It's answer. actually hilarious because Father and I were talking about, we had to like reschedule when we did it because we were going to do it last night and then just... Did you forget when you left my house? No, it was just like about o'clock at night and I had to write a talk. Okay, so. I forgot. <laughs> and then so we were like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow night. And Lillian is sleeping over my house. And so I was like, oh, I'll bring Lillian. But I kept forgetting and like have her on the show and I kept forgetting to tell her. So I told her at like I think four or five o'clock today. I was like, oh, you're going to kill me. <laughs> so Lillian and I have known each other for quite a long time. Since I was seven? Something five? like that, even Something younger, like I think that. like five. It's been like 13 plus years. Yes. And That's you're weird. in college now. I know. I am. She's a freshman at Franciscan. Franciscan. <laughs> <laughs> so Lillian's like the little sister I never had. Like Aww. she's very much a sister to me. And But now we live near each other because she's from Maryland, from my hometown, which is how we know each other. Um, grew up with our families being very good friends and... Now she lives here, so that's really great. And she apart. is she's a high uh, a high um nope. <laughs> I don't know what that what I was saying. She's a big fan of the podcast, so she's listened to a lot of them. Fantastic. <laughs> what is one of your favorite episodes you've listened to? Oh gosh. Run really into the ultimate <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I gotta think. The modest is hottest one always cracks me up. Um, <laughs> Sounds like you've listened to it more than once. <laughs> Every time she needs a good laugh, <laughs> she'll throw that Funny topic. No, I just like listening to you guys laugh on the show. <laughs> just play that over and over again. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Some of the more recent ones. Oh, when God feels far away. Oh yeah, that's I liked a good that one. one. Um, I'm trying to think of some others. That's that's that's, that's yeah. two two is a good rate. Yeah. I'm not going to make you rank all you know year and a half's worth of them. Next time. Next time. Um. So we don't really have like it, it's kind of like a three word I can easily explain topic today. But I think kind of the gist of what we want to talk about through Lillian sharing a little bit of her story, um, and just discussion and maybe father and I sharing some of our experience. We want to talk about like. How our dreams are good and they're a gift from God, but they don't mean anything if he's left out of them. That's um, a good summary. There we go. I think, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and with Lillian, her story has a lot to do with soccer and her college choice. 
Um, so Lillian, you're at Franciscan yes. as a freshman. Go Barons. Yeah. <laughs> but, Fire me up. <laughs> <laughs> but you did not always plan to go to Franciscan. Nope. So do you want to share a little bit about like what your initial thought process was and then how it changed from what you were going to do to, okay, I'm going to Franciscan? Okay. So, well, I've always played soccer and like since I was really little. And so my dream was always to go to a really good college. Like that was my ultimate dream was to go to a really amazing college. And For like soccer. Yeah, yeah, and play soccer there. Um, and, you know, I'd been looking at all these great colleges and I was really set on this one college in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good and I just really had my eyes on it. Um, Molly, you even reached out to me and you were like, hey, you should look at Franciscan. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not doing that. I even made a whole college spreadsheet. Franciscan was at the very bottom, mm-hmm. very bottom of it. Um, and this other college, St. Mary's College in Maryland, as Molly said, I'm from Maryland. <laughs> it was at the very top, and I really wanted to go to it. Um, totally left God out of the, out of the, what's it called? Equation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, basically the moral of the story is I just, looked at all these other colleges and this one game the college coach was coming to for St. Mary's and I remember being extremely anxious um only having my eyes set on this one team playing for um you know it's it wasn't a good school for me faith-wise um or anything and I even had like a horrible experience visiting the college but still thought I was supposed to go there um, and this coach came to my game, and before the game, I it was a three-hour drive. I sat in the car, and I think I prayed like four rosaries, <laughs> just asking God to help me play well, because I always played better before I pray, um, when I prayed before a game. Yeah. Um, but I played the worst game of my entire life, um, the absolute worst game. Uh, and I was so disappointed, and the coach basically rejected me and was like, you're just not good enough to play, and that's something I'd never been told before, was you're not good enough um, mm-hmm. for this team. And it, like, really struck me hard, and I was like, wow, I don't know what I'm going to do. My number one college that I was going to go to is no longer an option. And Molly reached out to me again, like, a month after that, and was like, hey, have you, like, looked any more into Franciscan? <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'll give it a try. And so I emailed the coach, and... My club coach um, did a lot of work for me, recruiting uh, or talking to the recruiting coach, Coach Sarah. Which um, is also, that's another fun thing is her, the coach is one of my very good friends. Um, Love Coach Sarah. She's the best. She is the best. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he did a lot of work for me. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I've heard all these things about Franciscan. I didn't think I was quote-unquote holy enough to go there or it was the right school for me and I really dreaded it but I was like you know what I'll go and visit I'll give it give it a chance um and I went and visited and it was the best college visit out of every single one um what made it so good I just walked onto the campus and it was just like everyone it just felt like everyone was there for the same goal Mm -hmm. and that was like to get each other to heaven Mm -hmm. and that was something I've never experienced before because I've played on many soccer teams and with a lot of girls over the years and it's just been like a horrible atmosphere for me like nothing getting me stronger in my faith Mm -hmm. so always something leading me down like a bad path 
or just not making me the person that I know that God wants me to be. And it was just as soon as I stepped on that campus, it was just like, hey, how are you? Like, how's your day? Just people smiling at you, Mm -hmm. just being so kind. And, you know, my admissions counselor just was amazing. And just people were like, how can I pray for you? And I was like, Excuse what? Me? <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Sarah invited me to one of the practices. And I remember I was just like in awe watching the girls practice together because they all lined up to do sprints. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that's intense. Like, you know, everyone hates sprinting. And they mm-hmm. run a lot in soccer. Um, but she had everyone line up and was just like, I want everyone to go through an intention of why they're running today. Because mm-hmm. she was like, you don't run for yourself. You run for God. And you run for the person to your left and to your right and for their intention and for yours. And that's why you run today. And I was just like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, shocked me because I was like, you know, I've been taught all my life to, you know, play for myself, to play to be the best, to play, to impress college scouts, mm-hmm. to, pray to, to play to make your coach happy and not yell at you. And this was, like, the first time I'd ever heard, you know, you do not play for yourself. You play to glorify God. Mm-hmm. And that's still what I'm learning and continuing to be told um by this amazing team um to this day Mm -hmm. yeah and i it's so awesome because like the moral of the story like in all of that like what i am not i'm not hearing you say and i realize soccer doesn't matter at all like i'm hearing you say i found more meaning in something i've already loved through making a decision to like go to a school that didn't just want me to be a really good soccer player, which they do, but that came second to wanting you to be a saint. Um, Exactly. And I just think it's beautiful because, like, our dreams are great. Like, we all have things that we're passionate about. Um, But, yeah, they really, like, if we take God out of them, they really can even be bad for us, like you were saying, like, being on a team with people who like weren't a good influence on you um or like like if someone wants to be a singer and they're just like you see people in like Hollywood and like who get really famous in LA and like just go down this like horrible path and like their dreams are technically coming true but like they're doing it for themselves and for fame and like it just like ends up not being good for you you know but like when we talk a lot about like laying things down at the feet of Jesus and when we lay things down there it's not because we every time he'll be like okay you don't get this anymore it's like that he'll take it and perfect it and like it's super cool because it's like it's not like he was like no Lillian I don't want you to play soccer he was like I want you to play soccer and be in an environment yeah that's gonna make you holier too and to glorify him through it. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. like another thing I've learned is that I've I'm able to use soccer as another way to pray. Yeah. Which Ooh. is amazing. It was just like wow. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something totally new like in your experience in playing before? Yeah. I mean, I've prayed a couple times before like games and stuff, but I was always so scared to like really show my faith cuz it was mm-hmm. I would get judged for it on the field. like, mm-hmm. And that was such like a fear to me by my teammates was to be disliked for my faith. Um, and, you know, I was made fun of, you know, for being the, oh, you're the Catholic girl. Oh, you're the you, you're the one that goes to church on Sundays mm-hmm. and miss our games. And, oh, Lillian has to leave early for mass. And it was just like, it's hard being 
you know, almost stereotyped as that when, you know, there's so much more than to my faith than just all that stuff. But I, I mean, it, it was, it was completely new to me because, I mean, I told Molly all the time, I was like, I just want to be the best person on the team. And it was mm -hmm. really humbling to be like, I don't need to be the best person on the team. Mm -hmm. I don't need, you know, to be the fastest, to be the mm -hmm. most skillful. I just need to, you know, be the best that I can be mm -hmm. for God. Yeah. Not for anyone else. Yeah. Because, like, it, I, I, like, God doesn't ask us to be the best at something. But, like you said, to, like, be the best version of yourself that you can be. And to do it for him. And, like... It can be so easy to just get wrapped up in, like, and we all do it, like, to get wrapped up in just, like, oh, I I, I love this thing. I want to be really good at it, and I, like, I'm not going to rest till I'm the best at it. But then it's, like, I, what I always think of with stuff like that is, like, what happens when you get there then? Like, when you reach that, like, let's say that you could become the world's best soccer player, then what? You know, yeah. and let's say that I could become the best singer in the world. Then what? Let's say even like, Father, you're the best and holiest priest in the world. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> then, but like, then yeah. what? You know, like, what's the point? Like, there's an end to all of these dreams, except for the ones where it's like, to be holy, to be a saint, because the then what? of being as holy as we can be as heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's always like an end to every, everything in this world that is just, it's temporary. Um, if we, if we don't like involve God in it. Um, so it's like, but now with this vision, you have a soccer, like becoming the best that you can be as a soccer player. And then what, like it's because yeah. of the atmosphere you're in, you're becoming holier, you know? Exactly. And it's not easy. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, wanting to be the best is a, it's really hard not to struggle with it um, as an athlete, um, mm -hmm. pushing yourself super hard. Um, but another thing I realize is that, you know, I mean, I don't want to play, I don't want to go pro. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, and I probably like won't. I mean, I'm not trying to do that so I mean I've only got four years really left of playing competitive soccer and that is that's going to come to an end like after years and years of playing it's going to come to an end and like I know Molly you were telling me like you know being a soccer player doesn't define you which is something I've struggled so much with mm -hmm. is taking you know how I play as how it defines me like if I play well okay good I'm, I'm a good player I'm I'm good mm -hmm. if I play bad wow, I suck. Mm -hmm. And, and just, not just like, I'm not playing well today, but like, I am not good today. Yeah. You know, which is yes. so easy to do to like place our worth in like how well we perform or compete in something, I'm sure, especially as an athlete, you know. Has yeah. God shown you kind of like, I don't know, truth or healing from that of, of that? Yeah, you are a person who plays soccer, but your worth isn't directly tied to how well a game went that that you're more than that? Has has he been able to do that for you? I definitely think so since I've started playing. I mean, I've only been on the team two weeks, mm -hmm. like two weeks. Um, I've been able to play for a week because I'm in a boot. Got <laughs> 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 hurt in the first scrimmage. Yeah. Um, but just being able to, just even watching the girls practice mm -hmm. 
it it has been really healing and it's something I'm still working on because it's it's been wired in my brain for so many years mm. so many years yeah. um 14 years mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh just repeat the question as <laughs> god as god showed you i don't know the other side of that like that well basically what molly said to you that like you're this isn't who you are this isn't your identity even if it's a major part of what you do with yourself mm-hmm. oh yes yes the answer is mm-hmm. yes yeah. but no it has it has really i've really struggled with my identity mm-hmm. and this team at Franciscan has really, I mean, just in two weeks, mm-hmm. has really showed me that I'm I'm not just a great soccer player, that mm-hmm. I'm like a, that I'm, you know, a daughter of Christ and mm-hmm. that I'm, you know, and it's hard to, it's really hard to believe sometimes, but, mm-hmm. that but this team has just, I, I like don't even have words for it, like hmm. how amazing this team is. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like nothing I've ever experienced because it was, yeah. I mean, I'm just so used to getting belittled by, you know, other people. and Your teammates. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. own teammates, you know, who I'm supposed to be so close with. And it's like, you know, who you think, like, you know, you play on the field together. You would get along off the field. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, wow. And just changing that atmosphere and just realizing, just adding God to something you love like brings so much healing from it mm. so much and it's not just like healing me in the way i play soccer like like i played one of my best games ever on sunday and i think it i truly think it was because i added god to it mm. i didn't leave him out you know i really allowed him to be there and to praise him through it mm-hmm. and to glorify him not just playing for my self or for others yeah it puts and you in a more free mindset it does like, yeah. ultimately when you're doing anything for yourself like you're aware that you can fail yeah and like if you're relying on something that can fail like you're going to be in a constant state of anxiety but like if you're relying and worshiping something that will never fail there's freedom there that is something i've noticed so much is like in the past i've been so anxious before games Mm -hmm. you know i'm terrified that i'm gonna get yelled at i'm terrified i'm gonna make a mistake but just now just watching the girls everyone's like i'm so pumped i'm so hyped i'm so excited Mm -hmm. for this game and i remember sitting there we were having a team meeting and i was like everyone's excited for the game i was like well i'm kind of (laughs) nervous i I don't know about you guys i'm I'm like having a panic attack over here (laughs) but then you see the seniors and they're like jumping all around i'm like oh gosh Mm -hmm. this is gonna go great but and then you step on the field and it's like wait it's like, hold up. Like, it just, so much anxiety was relieved stepping mm-hmm. onto that, stepping onto the field. Like, even for preseason, I was so nervous. And I just remember getting to the field and I was like, we said a prayer, the um, serenity prayer. We pray before every practice. Um, and it was just so calming. And just like, all your anxiety just like went out the window. And it was just like, remember who you play for. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that was a huge change, just going from being anxious every game to feeling so free and that I can just play and not worry about it, mm-hmm. which was a big difference. There's such a freedom in, like, when you know what really matters, mm-hmm. you can enjoy the things that that matter less that maybe you put your importance on. But are, that are great. Because it's, like, yeah. it's not like it's bad to w- want to be a great soccer player. No. It's not like it's bad to love soccer. Like, it's only bad when you make anything other than God 
yes. at the place of God. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it, it it's not like like I kind of talked about earlier, like it just removes the importance of soccer from your life but like just adds value to it yeah, yes and that's what i was doing i was putting soccer for so many years i put soccer at number one and mm. god's second i can't even tell you how many masses i missed for soccer mm. just thinking i'll i'll make it up next week mm-hmm. it's fine Soccer's more important yeah but actually putting god like at the center and having going to mass with the team i think was what hit me the mm-hmm. most was like oh my gosh like I'm receiving Jesus with my teammates mm-hmm. and my coach. Like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is so, so surreal. <laughs> yeah. But putting, awesome. and just putting so many other things, because I feel like that created a really bad habit. Like, once I put soccer at the top of my, like, top of my list for important things, like, church and God just started falling down mm-hmm. the ladder as well. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, rechanging all of those habits now mm-hmm. putting God first and it's allowing me to put other things second. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, it's like a, pro- I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a process. And I know that what I'm learning on this team is going to like when soccer ends, all the things I'm learning is going to transfer over into my life yes. at the end of it and make a huge, it's already made a huge impact. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not just like, like this is an attitude to have with everything in our lives. Like, and I think a, a, an important way to think about it, too, is, like, in our relationships, like, it's so easy to place, like, people where God is supposed to be in our lives, you know, like, to rely on people more than we rely on him, to, like, turn to someone before we turn to God, all these things. Um, so it just, it applies to every, everyone, every relationship we have, everything we love, like, that number one spot belongs to God, and if we get that out of order which we have the freedom to do we're not we're just not going to be at peace because nothing else is unfailing you know and as you're describing lily like when you when you do try to put god first like things take on more meaning and i think it's it's the things we like our relationships it's like they're in the right orbit when we uh when we put god in the center mm-hmm. and i think yes. it's, it's uh because we can get so fixated on you know, the things we love that, yeah, it's hard to see how that could, put, like, it's scary to think, to put it, to put something else more, to put God before them. Um, but it really puts it in the place where, like, you're free to love it, or you're free to love that person, or you're free to enjoy the thing that you've been given. Mm-hmm. So much freedom has come out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know I wouldn't be here where I am today, like, at Franciscan without God. I mean, I literally... <laughs> went in the opposite direction yeah. of where he wanted me and he still brought me back to Franciscan yeah. even when I was like so adamant on not going here Yeah, he literally was like <laughs> it's like no you're not there <laughs> Just Molly needs you to be near her <laughs> <laughs> you to be two minutes away from her <laughs> um, what was I going to say I guess like what are some ways that you've already <laughs> okay, stop laughing at me <laughs> words are hard <laughs> What are some ways that you've already seen, like, just that greater freedom mentally that you're gaining from, like, this time in soccer, like, apply it outside in your life? Like, have you seen it affect your relationships at all or, like, your general attitude? I've been a lot happier, I think, Mm -hmm. um, attitude-wise. I mean, I get stressed with school, but I've been... I've been really disciplined in, like, my work and my studies. 
I mean, I'm a pre-nursing major. That is <laughs> not oh. fun so far. It's hard. Um, it's only we're only through the first week. Um, it's it's definitely changed it that way, but I think it's it's really made me a lot happier. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the other part of the question. No, that's I mean, that's <laughs> it. Like it just it, there's just more peace, and I even see no, it like yes, it's being someone peace. very close to you. Like <laughs> you just see it how it spreads to just like this more peaceful disposition of like when you, you it's like kind of work training that muscle like you're you're seeing in soccer and practicing in soccer like putting god first and you're you're working that muscle so then obviously outside of soccer like you're going to be used to that and um like making those decisions with life in general like yeah. um which is really just beautiful like how it really does spread to like the whole of our lives when we it like really make does. a decision like that. Have you had an experience like this, Molly, where there was something that you wanted and had to say like, okay, like I have to let God be before this, and then it turned out differently than than you expected? I think like honestly, music for mm-hmm. me. Like, if I, I've always loved music. I've always written music. I've always, like, like I think the, like, big dream I always had was, like, I love making music especially, was always to, like, release my own song. And in my mind, it was just, like, never in a freaking million years would mm-hmm. that ever happen. And, but when it just, like, became, like, okay, I I get to this point where it's, like, I love this. And this is the point I'm still in because, like, I'm in a constant, why are you licking your microphone, I Lillian? wasn't licking my microphone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm in, like, a constant <laughs> journey <laughs> through my music career it's still like constantly growing and changing and like in developing this attitude of like it's this is like you gave me my voice and you gave me any skill that I have with music and you gave me the love I have for it so like make it what you want it to be and when I really just like realized that I was happy enough in my life that like I don't feel this need to like do music full time if God leads me there I'll say yes you know if it's the door that he wants me to go through but people are always like is that your goal and I, I mean I don't really feel like this <laughs> I don't know if this could sound weird I don't feel like I have a goal really like with it because I, I love it and I love him and I, I so I want it to become what he wants it to be and then it was just like here's an opportunity to meet someone that you can write with and then oh here's an opportunity meet with this producer here's an opportunity to actually release music here's an opportunity to sign a record deal like um and it just like all these things came not from me like trying to make it what I want to but like even just to write like I I don't only write Christian music but you know doing it for God like Mm -hmm. That is the the kind of music that I'm I'm making and putting out there. Um, it just like actually became something through letting him make it into something instead of trying to force it myself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what about for you, Father? I think uh, music has been one of those things where I really loved playing music and stuff, and yeah. it was kind of like, well, I'm not really gonna get the opportunity to do this, but lots of cool opportunities have come up of just doing it for fun. But the one that stands out to me is like how you're drumming with me at Benigan's on drumming, September 25th. I'm about that. <laughs> just kidding. I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Add that in there. That will be fun. That's going to be great. I'm so sorry. Um, I think I know what you're going to say. 
I studied <laughs> journalism in college. Yeah. And so did a lot of writing, had a radio show and stuff. And Ooh. like really loved it and kind of was like, well, okay, that now that's done when I went to seminary. Yeah. But like all the the skills and like talents and things that I liked in that um, have borne fruit uh, as a priest. So like, so we have a podcast is obviously one thing. It's quite helpful that you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, but just like I'm still on the radio, still get to like write things. And like all those things have have played out in a really good way where I still get to enjoy them and Mm -hmm. see like all – I, and I tell guys who are th- well, I'm not the vocation director anymore, but I would <laughs> I would tell guys who were interviewing for seminary like God doesn't waste anything, and so like if this is a like even like just something you're passionate about, um, it probably has a place in mm-hmm. wherever He's calling you, and so even if you're not meant to be like a professional soccer player, <laughs> like the joy that you have from it, like it means something, and He's doing yes. something with it, and I think it's. We don't have to be afraid of what God, like what He'll do to us, is maybe right. the way it would feel like. It's like, all right, I'm gonna put my life in God's hands, and He's just gonna like mess it all up, and I'll just have to suffer through it. Yeah, I, um, that's a fear I struggle with a lot. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I, I think just it's maybe it doesn't look like we planned it to look like, um, but it, uh, yeah, He He knows us. Mm-hmm. He knows what what makes us alive and so those things they they generally don't just go away yeah even you like talking right now reminds me and i mentioned this on the podcast like about like spiritual desolation mm-hmm. like how you said to me one time i think of it all the time like well maybe maybe god knows better mm-hmm. and like sometimes it's so easy for us to be like well i don't want to give this to you because Maybe you won't do the right thing, God. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it, yeah. You know, but really what it is is maybe you won't do what I want. But it always is better, um, even if there's struggle involved. Like, it's always, like, he he, just, he works all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. It's mm-hmm. in the Bible, um, and it's truth. Um, so it's so easy to just be like, well, what if you don't do what I want? And instead of thinking that way, it could be, well, maybe there's something you want to do, and I have no idea the joy that it will bring me. Yeah. You know, because I'm just, I have my tiny little human brain compared to the divinity of the creator of the universe. There's a bit of a gap there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm calling the shots here. <laughs> well, it's like we want to hold on to those things because mm-hmm. we feel safe about them. Mm-hmm. And it's also, but I think it's also a not like, do I believe that God is good? Do yeah. I believe who he is, who he says he is? And I can trust him with my heart in yeah, some way of life. saying like, yeah, here's everything I am, or here's the thing that seems most important to me. Um, <laughs> what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I know. Yeah. We have to love with open hands. Yeah, not be possessive. Yeah, because when we love with like our hands open, yes, that does that mean that God can take things from us? Yes, but it also means we're more open to receive gifts from him. There was um, a very recently one of the, the gospel reading was the, it's the three servants. They each get yeah. the different amounts of money and two of them like use it and make more money and the last one buries it. And so in the end, and it seems so harsh, the master takes it from him and gives it to the one who has the most already. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like, what do, What does that mean? Well, like, if you don't have that generosity and, like, open-handedness with the things God has given you, like, you're kind of just killing it. You're going to yeah. lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I have a question. Okay. I'm not a sports person. <laughs> um, what is it about soccer that makes you, and this is not, you don't have to be technical, but what Why is it? Why are you laughing? <laughs> what is it about soccer <laughs> that makes you just like alive or like happy <laughs> about it? Like, why does it matter so much to you? Yeah. I love this. Oof. Well, the first answer I thought of was slide tackling people. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Lily loves. That. I really love it so much. Slide tackling. That's okay. No, no, this is not the answer. That's... Okay. Um, to be <laughs> real, instead of hitting people. Uh-huh. Um, so I swear, soccer is not that physical. Just a little bit. Um, I just. It's a tough question. I. Just from such a young age, I've just felt so alive, like, going out there and just, you know, I'm just not someone who likes to do things alone. Mm. And so relying on a team to just be there and putting my full trust in girls, because sometimes, you know, I'll make a pass and, you know, I just, I don't know where it's, like, you know, my teammate might just call for it and and I just pass in that direction. You know, it's just, I'm putting complete trust that they will get to that ball. Um, or I send a ball over um, some the defenders, and I, you know, I'm trusting that my striker will get there in time. I played defense, um, <laughs> just to clarify. Um, it, it's just, just that sense of community, and mm-hmm. just you know, having girls to fall back on, having that team to just be there for you constantly is just such an amazing feeling. And I've just fallen so in love so much with the game. Um, just going out there and just playing and giving my all and, you know, draining myself to the point of exhaustion where, you know, I can't walk afterwards sometimes and I have to go get an ice bath with the team. And But just that feeling, especially now compared to how it used to be, of just literally pushing myself to where, you know, I think I can't push anymore and then even pushing myself even further all to glorify God is just something that's made me even fall even more in love with the game in just such a short time. But just, I don't even, I don't really have an exact answer for it because I've just, I love the way, you know, you can just connect passes so well. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, even with girls I've never played with before, you know, chemistry can just like be created so fast, um, so easily, just just by trusting each other. And I feel like, soccer is just a lot of I keep saying the word trust but it's true you really have to trust your teammates in some aspects you know and you know I have to work hard to make my teammates trust me and I think another part I really love about it kind of going off the technical part of it is um accountability Mm. um my teammates really keep me accountable we go to the library every night and we study together Mm. Um, keeping each other accountable with homework. If someone's got a question, the upperclassmen will hel- help us. You should what? talk about the knocking on your door. Because <laughs> oh I think that's a really funny story. Okay, worth second, day of, second, thir- second or third day of classes this week. <laughs> I forgot to set my alarm because I fell asleep doing homework. Um, and I had an 8 a.m. class. And my two of my teammates and I had planned to walk to class together at 7.40 in the morning. And I didn't set an alarm and I didn't wake up and I woke up to them banging on my door (laughs) saying, Lillian, wake up. Are you in there? And I had like 
so many missed calls and texts saying, <laughs> Lillian, where are you? Wake up. You need to get to class. And I like ca- they called me and I was like, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm late. And I like fell down my ladder and like <laughs> <laughs> put some clothes on. And I was like, it's okay, you can leave without me. And I opened the door and they're both sitting there waiting for me. And I was like, I told you you could leave without me. And they're like, we're not leaving without you. Come on, we're all going together. If we're late, we're all late. And it was just like, wow. Like, you know, I'm not alone in this. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. And I feel like college can sometimes be, you know, so scary. But that's what I've really loved. And we were talking about it the other day, just having the team, you know, just to fall back on and just to have like, you know, even little things like, hey, any, anyone want to go to breakfast? I don't yeah, want to go to breakfast alone. Soccer, but in yeah, life. like in yeah. life, like, hey, who wants to go to mass together? Who wants to go to confession? Hey, I'm at the port right now, like the chapel. But who who wants to come with me? Who wants to come pray? Let's pray night prayer together. Like not just in soccer, but in school, in prayer, which is so different. And just in so many other things. And kind of going back on myself, what you asked earlier, Father. Mm-hmm. Um, why One of the reasons I love soccer so much um, is I learned from repetition. Um, and so it's one of the, I think soccer's really helped me. Not only with that, um, but it's made me feel almost like, like almost, it's made me feel like I have a purpose in this life almost when I was really going through some hard things. It gave me, you know, a reason to keep going. And I think God gave me those times and those people through my team to help me get through those hard times, um, which I didn't even realize I needed at the time. But looking back, um, I really did. And just those things have transferred over, like I said, into my actual life. Um, you know, repetition with studying. It's like, oh, if I look over this a certain number of times, I get it. And it's just really helped me realize, like, who I am as a person, mm-hmm. I think, better. So. Thanks for sharing. That was You're a great welcome. answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, should, I should play soccer. <laughs> you really should. No, I shouldn't. Yes, you should. <laughs> Injuries. My good old lefty knee says, no, ma'am. I think it says yes. We'll just uh, put some tape on it. We'll put you right in there. You can do sprints Funny with us. Enough, I'm, I'm like a big sports person. I grew up playing lots of sports. But the one sport I never tried was soccer. Really? Yeah. Isn't that funny? I was a big basketball player and lacrosse. Ugh. Every time I'm at, like, it's <laughs> moving here. And, like, when you're in Maryland, you know, like, so many people play lacrosse. Oh my gosh! It's like a Maryland sport. It's the only sport everyone plays. Yes, but like lacrosse. here, people are like, it's kind of bougie. What? Yeah, I know. And then they're like, <laughs> someone. I think someone was it last night or something. I don't know why I have this like thought in my head of someone being like, um, oh yeah, all the rich. Somebody said that's a rich person. Yeah, sport. and I was like, oh yeah, someone said it last night, and I was like, I didn't grow up rich, but it's just like a Maryland thing. But I like lacrosse? here, it's like a bougie thing for people to play. Isn't that funny? Anyway, never played soccer. That's all I have to say. No, soccer's the best. Uh, go Bears! <laughs> Fire me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right. Lillian, sorry, Father. Cut Good. Off, no. but I think we were in the same yeah. wavelength. Oh gosh. Do you know how we end the podcast? Yes, I do. <laughs> Have you thought about this? <laughs> I have it at all. Okay, yeah, well, me neither. Well, he told me at five today. <laughs> okay. I'll wait. And, then I, and <laughs> then I fell asleep because I drank too much caffeine. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Usually when you drink too much caffeine, you wake up. Oh, but then you like crash later. I get it. I get it. Okay, don't look at me like I'm dumb. I'm How's God loving you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're fighting. Um, I actually need to think about my answer, too. Okay, wait. I have an answer. Oh, Lily. That's the it. first answer that came to my mind. Oh. But it's kind of along the terms of what we're... 
Actually, no. I got I got another answer. Well, I'll do, I'll go with one. Technically, I have two, but I'll go with one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'd have to say through my little brother, uh, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan. Molly loves Brendan's Brendan. My god brother. He's so cute. My, oh my, my gosh. My mom and dad are his godparents. So this he's my little god brother. This little boy, eleven years old, um, called me on my first day preseason. He's called me. What is it? He sent me like six texts an hour before this Will podcast. You call me now? Lillian, we, hey. <laughs> can you call me? Can you call me? And just like, you know, he he would call me at work just to tell me just like, hey, Lil, just want to tell you I love you. Um, and it's just little things like that. You know, I'm four and a half hours away from home and I really feel like God's loving me through, you know, this little 11 year old boy just reminding me that he loves me every day. And you guys just, are seven years apart, right? Seven years. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm 18. He is 11 years old and he is calls me every day and he's just like hey how are you doing look at this new sweatshirt i got <laughs> look at this new fortnite thing i built or what that's minecraft or whatever look at this new fortnite skin i don't know but just i think uh, yeah definitely god yeah brendan god is definitely nice. love me through him mm. every day i love it mm-hmm. i love it um today is my first no this week was my first week back teaching and a, I am tired, first of all. Yep. Um, so yesterday, I just had a really bad day at work. Um, it was one of those days where it's just like so many things went ridiculously wrong. And it was le- last night we had a meeting with our coworkers slash friends, father and I did, who plan a retreat together. And it was it lasted so long because we all just like got together, ate, and like... We talked about what we need to do for the meeting, but, like, in between, we were just talking about work, and, like, they were, like, offering me advice, and, like, I asked a lot of questions, people were just, like, sharing advice on, like, even just how to handle certain kids, or how to, like, uh, be a better teacher, just, like, we're listening, and it was just so awesome, like, I feel so blessed by my school family, and I think it's such a rare gift, like, some of my, like, honestly like a majority of the people that I am the closest to I work with every day and like I just love the people that I work with so much and I know that's such a like rare thing to be able to say because I feel like most people it's like just everyone's always constantly gossiping about each other secretly hates each other but like we all enjoy hanging out you know and that's just super cool um and then I survived in my first week of year three made it (laughs) all right father what about you so I said uh, we had this parish retreat today, and at adoration I had to sing and play guitar. I'm very self-conscious about doing that usually because, like, it's like, oh, Father's singing oh. is, is kind of how it feels like. Yeah. And so it's very, I'm very in my head about it, but at least I, I was able to, like, kind of, g- I was playing the blessing which has <laughs> singing Molly. Generation. Oh, that's such a good song. Your family. <laughs> your children. It sounded just like that. Yeah. And, I uh, should have give backed you up. And I got, mm. it was just, I got I got into it and was able to just like mm. sort of forget myself for a and moment. Like, right. So yeah. And, and yeah. So that was really, it was a good experience. And the the whole retreat, which was entirely like some parishioners like, hey, can we, let's just do this. And we like, it's, it was a home it was a parish invented thing, and it went really well, and a lot of people came, so that was nice. That's great. Yeah. Yay. Yes. Yay. So, thank Lillian, you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we always we're just on the me. same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, next time you're on, you will not have a boot. 
No, <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Very um, determined not to. <laughs> what? No, I'm just laughing at myself because okay, I good. said um, and then I went blank in my head. Well, I started. Well, we'll be back. We will. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next Such time. Such a smooth transition. <laughs> Bye.